Good evening, and welcome to the 47th episode of Downtime Podcast, featuring Jeremy and Elisa. Lisa, how are you this evening? I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, let I'm just ready to record. How are you doing? Doing okay. Um, I'm hoping this is not the start of a long week, but I am finally ready to talk about video games. Cool. Wait, that's a. It sounds like as if you haven't been play, playing a lot of games recently. I have. But I also haven't because I'm preparing myself for Yakuza 6, which is oh, coming out tomorrow, you know what that April makes, 17th. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we can just get right into it. So like, now that you mentioned games that are that we've been playing, I actually have been playing one game, but I'm kind of getting a little bit bored of it. It's State of Decay. Year I don't know edition. what I don't know what that is. It's think open world zombie game, survival horror slash GTA ish. It's pretty cool. It's a game where you, uh, you're oh, I'm a survivor. At pictures right now. Yeah, it's an open world game where you're a survivor and you start out, um, like with a buddy, and then you have to make your way through this pretty big map, and then you find other survivors and you start a community, and then you move from city to city, gathering resources, building up your community, getting more survivors onto your side. Oh, so this is yeah. basically The Walking Dead. Yeah, and the exciting part about it is that next month, the sequel, Walk, uh, State of Decay 2, is coming out, uh, f- and it's featuring four-player cooperative multiplayer, which is going to be really exciting. Wow, so it's kind of like a Left for Dead 2 of just cooperating and killing off zombies. Yeah, Left for Dead meets Walking Dead meets everything survival horror slash build... You know, build us, build a, build your community, build a, build a city, basically. So it's kind of cool. I mean, I like, I like the game so far. It's just, as I mentioned before, it's, I'm kind of getting bored of it because it just feels really repetitive. Yeah, it's really repetitive, and the story is kind of lackluster. I mean, no offense, this game came out in 2013, and back then, you know, the graphics are still pretty good. The game holds up pretty well, and it did really well as far as sales. But for me personally. I'm a huge open world game fan, and yet when I play this game, I'm just like, man, I can't keep playing this forever because you can play it indefinitely, I think. And there's there is a mode, like there's different DLC in the game that you get when you buy the year one edition on Steam. And one of the modes or like DLCs you can play indefinitely. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to play this indefinitely. I'm I'm gonna get bored real fast. But it's definitely a game where if you like doing chores or if you like doing the same thing over and over again, and which is most open world games, but a lot of open world games do have some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of progress meter where you're striving to get forward in the open world instead of yeah. always doing the same thing and feeling like you're not really getting anywhere, but you really, you're actually getting somewhere, but you just don't feel like you're getting anywhere. Also, all there's a bunch of events that happen in the game, like, you know, like, oh, do this mission. They're actually all timed, and if you don't do them in time, you could lose something, something oh, very really? important. Yeah, so I'm, like, super stressed out when I'm playing this game, and I'm like, should I be stressed out when I'm playing video games like this? No, I really shouldn't be. I mean, if that's what you're go like, some people they do want to be stressed when they're playing video games. If that's sure. what you're going for, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if you want to be that kind of person, then this <laughs> game is for you. But I don't really recommend it to anyone that's trying to just sit back on a Sunday and play it. Mind you, I spent like six hours yesterday just playing this game nonstop. Like I didn't take a break for six hours. I just played it because I was trying to see if I could get somewhere far yeah. and get to something feasible and just something rewarding but i just throughout the whole six hour experience i didn't really feel rewarded in any sense for sure um i have a question did you say that this came out in 2013 yeah and then the re-release came out in 2015 now that's interesting 2013 was the year that the last of us came out i'm pretty sure yeah so it's basically 14 I'm pretty sure it's 13. So it basically oh, okay. got beat out by 
another zombie game. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for I mean, for a very long time, you know, zombies were the main focus of video games. But I think they still kind of are, but right now everyone's trying to hop on that battle royale stuff, so that's not really, you know, something everyone's looking forward to. Oh yeah, zombie zombie apocalyptic type themed storylines are dying out a bit because you realize that, you know, you're defeating zombies, obviously, but at the end of the day, the storyline becomes about the people who are dealing with the zombies. Because you can figure out a strategy to killing them off, but, you know, for example, in The Walking Dead, the real story comes in surviving together and how humans interact with each other when they're met with survival, so... Yeah. But, like, no, th- easily, yeah. you can fuck up that story. Like the last season of The Walking Dead, but you know, um, <laughs> someone's salty. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm yeah, not implying no, okay. anything at all. That's very fair and very valid. Yes. Um, I think that's why games like Daisy were so popular is because for a time, um, it's a it's an open world survival horror game in a sense where. You know, you you're you're a character that, that doesn't have really a face or a story. You and your friends can just drop into one one giant world and get together, gather resources, collect vehicles, collect stuff, like watch your hunger, and then they'll you know, survive this whole zombie apocalypse. And there isn't really an end game to Daisy because it's like it's open world. The whole point of the game yeah. is to meet other people, connect with them. You know, like if, if you see someone hostile, you shoot them. And so that's that's what at the base of it, what PUBG is. I mean, in a sense, PUBG is a spawn of DayZ and the fact that it's a game where you drop into an island with your friends, much like DayZ, and you fight to survive, except there's no zombies in PUBG. It's literally just player versus player. Whereas mm-hmm. in, uh, in uh, DayZ, it's player versus, versus zombies versus other players. And so there's that whole other aspect of survival in, uh, in DayZ that's kind of missing from PUBG, but yeah, in essence, people realized that they didn't want to kill zombies in in Daisy anymore. They just wanted to kill <laughs> other people, and I think that's where yeah. the creator Brendan Green came from. He, when he was all like, "Hey, I don't want to kill any more zombies. Like, I'm really bored of this game type. What if we just start killing each other?" And I think yeah, exactly. he also was, of course, inspired by the movie Battle Royale, the Japanese film, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great film. God, I love that movie so much. There's so many hidden social themes to it and it's just it's just crazy i love it (laughs) yeah yeah i agree but but yeah uh would you play state of decay 2 i want to and i want to see if other people will play it with me because i think that it is going to be a fun game and like i said I, i did like State of Decay, and I still do like it. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of things that are missing from it. And I for hope sure, State of Decay sure. 2 isn't as repetitive as the first one. And I I kind of hope that they learn from their mistakes. Got it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that's that's all I've been playing right now in preparation for my, <laughs> my time for Yakuza 6. But I've also been playing a little bit of PUBG Mobile still. Nice. But, yeah, that's it. What about, what about you? What have you been playing? Okay, so I'm playing two games right now. The first one I'll talk about is Okami HD. So I started that game and man, they did an excellent job turning it into HD. It is gorgeous. Cool. Yeah, it is it, it a looks remaster or a remake? It is a remaster. Okay. And yeah, it it, it is just so um like I'm so um I'm so in awe of the beauty of this game and the art style of just ink painting and watercolor. And I remember the first time I played Okami HD, like I had all of these feelings of like, wow, this game is really pretty. And I, you know, I was playing it on like a four by three. uh, This was when uh, it was a four by three TV already. And, you know, it wasn't, it was in standard definition and it still looked really cool to me. And I really liked the concept, but seeing it now in clear, crisp, HD, so like 16 by 9, it it's so wonderful. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and it like it really feels it really feels like I'm just going from painting to painting almost. 
Oh, no way. That's so cool. Yeah, so I really, really, really enjoy... Like, I've always... I always like this game. So this is, like, definitely... I can vouch that this is a great remaster. If anyone has never played... I've said this before, but if no one has played Okami before, you should definitely pick up the PlayStation 4 version of it, for sure. It, like, okay. and the, just the remaster in general. It looks great. Um, I think I'm gonna wait for the uh, Nintendo Switch version. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was... That's I remember I was saying that before, because I think Nintendo Switch would utilize touchscreen for the painting, and if they don't utilize it, then I'd be shocked, almost. So, yeah, because that whole game, that's one of the biggest you, aspects of the game. You have 13 unlockable painting strokes. And that, like, that's majority of the game, so. Gotcha. Yeah. So it would, I would be, I would be shocked if they didn't do some sort of touchscreen element to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, also, I really like the music, and, um, I I realize how much I don't really remember about the storyline. I mean, obviously, it revolves around the wolf goddess Amaterasu and its mm-hmm. sun god. But aside aside from that, um, I don't remember a lot of it. So I'm. It's almost as if I'm playing it completely new. So mm. it. So there's like things that I'll remember, but then I'll be like, wow, I didn't realize that happened. And it's it's a lot of fun. And I also one element of the game that I completely forgot existed was that you don't really quote talk to people like people talk to you and mumble kind of like charlie brown like okay oh okay yeah i I, like i forgot that that's how people talk so i actually like the first time i remembered it i like freaked out i was like whoa this is weird and then i remembered oh yeah it is like this so then again then again it's probably because a wolf can't talk so like yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it kind of it's better that way. Yeah, a lot of games are like that. Like, um, uh, Animal Crossing is just like that. Yeah, exactly. So I forgot it had those elements to it, which is cool. Yeah. And then the second game that I'm playing is um Yakuza Five, and ah uh, yes. Oh my god. God, I love this game. It's, no spoilers, please. Oh, no spoilers. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, trying to play. I'm trying to play this game later. <laughs> like it, it. You know, I'm gonna read his comment right now. Actually, I'm gonna read Hooded Dude's comment uh, ah. and question for us because it. I I relate to it, and so okay. First, he so first Hooded Dude talks about how he likes the rebranding and cool. Thanks, like, he's Hooded really Dude. excited about it, and then he makes this comment. I've decided I'm going to play Yakuza Kiwami 2 before Yakuza 6. They shot themselves in the foot with that delay. And, you know, it. he has a point because I wouldn't have played Yakuza 5, like, decided to play Yakuza 5 if Yakuza 6 just came out in March. And, yeah. you know, now that I started playing Yakuza 5, I realized... Oh shit! I need to finish this game now. I'm in too deep. Like I'm, yeah. I'm twelve hours into Yakuza Five now. Okay, how long is the game? It's a forty hour. Like it's, it looks like it's forty hours on how long to beat. Oh my god! Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I started Okami and I started Yakuza Five, and now I'm like, I need to finish. Well, Okami, I'm stretching out. Yakuza Five, I'm like, shit! I should probably finish Elisa. this game. Yeah, you dug a hole. You dug yourself a too deep hole. I know, and you then get out. and then Yakuza <laughs> Six comes out literally tomorrow. Which, by the way, I'm really excited to pick up. Like I told, yeah. I could have picked it up today, but I got lazy as hell. I was like, no, it's cold. It started raining <laughs> all of a sudden. I don't know why, and so I was just like, nope, I'm not yeah. gonna do it. But I feel you, dude. Yakuza Five is so much fun. So Suzuki-san, um is a taxi driver, as I said in previous podcasts. By the way, Suzuki-san is Kiryu. He just changed his name. And I'm doing the taxi missions now, which uh, there's still side quests and sub-stories in this game, but kind of like, instead of interacting with the people around you, a lot of the sub-stories fall within doing the taxi game. Hmm. And, oh my god, I... 
am like, I got really obsessed with the taxi game because the first tutorial to play it, I had like a really difficult time with the controls because it was, it's R2 to accelerate, but it doesn't immediately break if you let go of the R2 and you ease on it. You have to press L2. So you have to time everything. Wow. And it it's like a little, the controls are a little bit old school and uh, like I, I hit so many people. I mean, it doesn't show when you hit someone, but it basically, it basically shows an animation of Kiryu, um, like doing a sudden stop and it just subtracts negative four con contact on your driving score mission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. So I got really obsessed with it. Also, I'm a street racer now. And, um, yeah, things really escalated. I, so it's not really spoiling it. But the plot, I think that one of the reasons I really enjoy Yakuza 5 is because the plot is, like, almost lightweight sitcom hysterical. But, um, okay. but like, the drama's still there. But if it's, like, if you really dig down into the plot, it's, like, hilarious. It's basically a plot line about someone trying to retire from the Yakuza life and everyone telling him, no, you can't retire. You have to help me. <laughs> And oh, then, wow. <laughs> and then, and then what happens is someone comes in and is like, you know what? You did, you worked really hard in the past. I'm going to leave you alone. Like, I'm going to protect you and make sure that you can live the retired life. And then Kiryu all of a sudden goes, you can't tell me to retire. I'm my own person. <laughs> and then essentially what? comes out of retirement. <laughs> like, it, like it, okay. like it's a really, really funny. Like it's really funny, and there's an appropriate amount of drama like s slipped in there. But it's like how everything sets up is like hilarious. Just all these like different sides, and you're like, "Damn, Kiryu, what the? How, what did you get yourself into?" Huh. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I can't wait to play it. Yeah. It, like, Thank you for like the, uh... actually. You know how Yakuza is really wacky. Yes. Like, I feel like the wackiness actually bleeds into the plot this time. Huh. In okay. this game. Yeah. In a good way, though. I really enjoy it. Like, I'm really liking it so far. So, I realize how this plays. So, I'm playing currently as part one, and part one is Kiryu. And I'm actually, al like, I'm actually at almost at the point of no return with Kiryu. So, I'm just finishing that up before I go into the final mission with him. And then okay. after that, part two is a different character. Part three is a different character. Part four is a different character. And then part five is a different character. And then what I'm assuming happens after that is there's going to be like a part six or like a final part. And that's going to be when all the characters come together. And that's basically the finale. It's, it's kind of how I envision it's going to happen. But, um, okay. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Yakuza 5 is a really good game though. Like I like I really like it. I actually like it more so far than Yakuza 1. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Each game gets better as they go. Yeah. Oh, and then the like most ridiculous collecting side mission of this entire game so far is that um in my taxi company um so you're in Hakata Fukuoka and okay. the taxi company um the ad I forgot the name of the admin's name but the admin is like okay so we're going to have like a contest and because Hakata is like filled with garbage so it's up to us to pay help pick up garbage and clean the town so if you pick up garbage then you'll get more points on the bulletin board. And if you're the leader in garbage collection, then you'll get a prize. So straight up, one of my freaking side collections is picking up trash around the city. Oh, okay. I know. Like, it's like, it got super random. But also, like, it. I feel like the storyline of just Kiryu and the taxi company is just, amazing <laughs> like there's so <laughs> many random thing like oddities that happen there i'm like wow th this is this is awesome like <laughs> this is like this is like yakuza at its like craziest 
Okay. Yeah. So, I'm really enjoying Yakuza 5 right now, and I don't know who... I don't know the next character I'm going to play with, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the update. Yeah. Thank you for the spoiler-free update. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No worries. Just know that you're in for a really convolutedly hilarious plot in Yakuza 5, so. Okay. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, that's all you've been playing? Yeah, that's all I've been playing. Cool, cool. Uh, like we mentioned before, Yakuza Six is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, We're Yakuza Six for that. is coming out. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I could have gotten it, but I didn't, so I'm gonna pick it up tomorrow. That's okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. You will uh, eventually get there. Yeah, pretty much. I will uh, be playing it starting from tomorrow. Nice. So I will be talking a little bit about it. Very Spoiler nice. free, of course. Spoiler free. We will have a spoiler cast separately for these Yakuza games. So please listen for those in the future. Yes. And again, as I said before, Elisa and I have something very special planned for the Yakuza 6 release, which we will talk about later. Yes. Aside from Yakuza 6, uh, God of War is coming out this Friday, and um, a lot of journalists have already reviewed it and are rating it really high. I don't know if you've seen the scores so far. Uh, I have not, actually. So a lot of them are giving it a like 10s and really high 9s. Metacritic gave it a 95. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, like, it, it's getting really, really good scores. Hmm. And... Wow. You know, I I always have to be the skeptic here. Like, yeah. what determines if something is a 10 out, you know, a 10 out of 10? And obviously, like, I haven't played God of War yet. But, like, it will... It gets me when I read a review and the review has like, some criticisms about God of War, because, you know, no game's perfect. But then all of a sudden, they rated a 10 out of 10. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, how did that yeah. happen? I Like, I, I don't know the scoring of a lot of people, obviously, but... I don't doubt yeah. that it's a good... I don't doubt that it's a good game, though. Um, To be completely honest, because uh, I played the original God of War... And the best way to describe it, it's very much a bro game. <laughs> yeah. It is a super bro-y, you are um, Kratos, and you're kicking ass in Greece, Rome, whatever, and you're doing all of these things, and you're getting chicks, and, like, sometimes there's puzzles, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're ba you're a badass, and it's, it's, it's a very quintessential, like, kind of like a male game. And, hmm. and, um, God of War, like, this new one is clearly a male game, too, because the main character is Kratos and his son. But I do know that they actually expand on that more, and they go into familiar, familial relationships and growing up and, you know, being a father and son. So I, I think that's interesting that they added more substance to what the regular storyline of a typical God of War is. Yeah. I've never played any of the games. I've only seen the gameplay, but I do know what you mean by when you say that the games are very bro-y and it is geared toward a male audience, to be oh, honest. totally. And this game seems more general. Okay. Yeah. And um, I guess part of, like, Part of the design and everything is the fact that they changed from Greek gods to Norse gods. So yeah, how did they just do that? Like, does he just move? Um, it's, I don't know. I don't quite know the explanation either. I do know. So like, pretty much God of War, the original games were about being like the best you can in the Greek god world, and. I'm pretty sure that those God of Wars ended with you 
like killing off a lot of the Greek gods. <laughs> so, it, yeah. so it's funny because in my head, I'm like, well, I guess they had to move somewhere because they killed everyone off. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, but I don't know what to expect or aside from just that it's Norse gods. Like, I don't know the storyline of how that all came together. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really following the whole storyline of it either, because as I said before, I don't really play play the game that much. But uh, to be yeah, fair, I mean, I'm definitely interested. To be fair, it had no storyline before. <laughs> Is it just? Oh, okay. I mean, like it had a storyline, and obviously Zeus was your dad, but the storyline was very, it was very much a, I'm better than everyone, and I'm gonna prove it to you type storyline. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So whatever. So ba- like basically this has way more thought put into the storyline like completely yeah. hmm okay so that, i mean I, we're I, i'm assume, i'm assuming we'll find out about how he got the sun and all that all that other jazz right yeah probably cool cool yeah yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll need to play the other games first before I just jump in and play this game. Actually, I would argue that you don't need to play any of the games to jump into this one. In fact, really, if I like seeing that this game is a lot more than the previous ones, I would honestly skip over. Like, okay, I guess it depends. Like, if you just want to be a completionist, then obviously you should just start from the beginning. But otherwise. It it almost feels like a like a reboot. It might even be a reboot. It might have just been Kratos is a god in the Norse mythology, but like it has nothing, no relation anymore to like Greece. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I would act unless you really want to play all the games. I would actually say you don't need to play in any of the God of War games previously to, um, play this. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to, uh, I'll just, um, you know, wait for it to come out, and then, oh, wait, wait till I finish Yakuza, I mean, I mean, which will be a really long time. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's I'm very, I have to be very selective about which games I play, the new games at least. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for your insight, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And on top of that, Nintendo Labo is coming out. I know. So, give me your thoughts on that, huh? Give me your thoughts on Nintendo Labo. What do you think about it? Um, you know, I actually wrote a blog recently about it, so this is a like the perfect time for me to talk about it because the ideas are still fresh. Uh, so, I actually think only good things can come out of Nintendo Labo, and I think that the idea behind Labo is really great promoting that okay like this like our current generation we have a lot of technology you have this switch you have whatever but just because you have this technology doesn't mean that you like you can't stop creating and you can't stop building it's kind of like the idea behind lego where like to this day lego is still very very popular it's like that like that um a curiosity to create things never dies type thing so mm-hmm. I actually re- I really really like the idea behind it. And um obviously what we're going to what we're going to see is it's going to be $80 and that's pretty steep for cardboard. Like that being said Nintendo has already perforated everything and colored everything and prepared all these starter kits for you. But you know, it's still cardboard. But the great thing that I think will come out of this is obviously there's going to be competitors who sell it for cheaper. There's going to be like Pinterest's and like all these different YouTube tutorials and everything that will even show you how to do things for free. And that I think is actually going to be the best part about this whole experience because, you know, Nintendo is only going to provide so much, but then you'll get to see like the creation of a lot of people like beyond that thinking of better ideas than these starter kits and you know what have you 
and like they're going to teach their kids that and then they're going to post youtube tutorials and like i think that you know even if nintendo labo like gets squashed like if people don't buy it a, a lot if a lot of people don't buy it because you know obviously you need to have a switch to use it too um i think it's just going to inspire a lot of really good ideas and i think that there will be competitors but i think see what i think is it's not going to be competitors of like consoles like playstation and microsoft i actually think it's going to be mobile competitors like people samsung and iphone google they're gonna be and because google cardboard already exists and they're gonna be like well you know what you can do this for your cell phone and it's gonna be way cheaper like you know like that type of thing so yeah 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 uh so i don't know what the success of labo is going to be but i think the idea behind it is really cool and it's going to create a lot of really good ideas Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you took the words right out of my mouth. I think that uh, Labo is very innovative. I think that Nintendo has always been in the right direction. They've, even though you know some of their hardware hasn't been as strong, they've always had good intentions. And first and foremost, Nintendo builds itself as a toy company. So that being said, they're basically making toys that have to happen to coincide with one of the biggest consoles ever sold in history. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's only appropriate that uh, they continue to make toys and stand by their message as a toy maker, since that's what they started out as making toys. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, and you know, like I've seen a lot of arguments like, like for and against the cardboard, but I think that starting up, one thing that Nintendo did in advertising it as cardboard is kind of feeds into the imagination of like gamers and their kids and you know their families and whatever because you know when you're growing up one of the first things that you do is you play make-believe and oftentimes you're playing make-believe out of random boxes from like your house that like you just got like your mom just got an appliance or your dad just bought something from home depot and there's like this huge box and It's made out of cardboard and that's, you know, like people are playing around with that and pretending to be on a ship or like a plane or that's their, you know, that's their house. And obviously cardboard is very flimsy. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of issues with cardboard, but, you know, I don't think that's the point that Nintendo was going for. I think the the point of Nintendo was basically like, this is like your childhood and you can, and kind of like, the reason it's cardboard is because it's easy to make it whatever you want it to be. So, yeah, Nintendo further solidifying the fact that they are part of your childhood. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But which is cool. Yeah, but yeah, I actually think that like I there there will probably be competitors that will do a better job in the long run, like like a ten like in a ten year span. In the long run, they'll probably do better than Labo and be more affordable but like it i think that the conversation started with labo so that's a good thing yeah i agree and i think it's uh it's gonna be really cool to see what they do in the future with it yes and all the games that come out for it so yeah looking forward to the release and i hope it's a successful release for nintendo and i hope it breathes new life into the switch even though the switch is barely two years old i think it's gonna be really cool yeah i think um i think obviously this is gonna be a test run but it would be very successful if they lowered if, if eventually down the line they were lowered the price of their starter kits yes i agree yeah so okay that's all i have to say about the labo yeah same and then uh the last thing on the list well, kind of last two things. Uh, one is the Kingdom Hearts trailer that was released, oh. showing the, uh, the 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 game and watch ish kind of games. Oh yeah, it was really it's really cute. Um, they've never gone to an old school Walt Disney World yet, because I thought they yeah. have in Kingdom Hearts. 
Then again, um, it's been a really long time since I've played them, so I don't even know anymore or remember. Yeah, yeah, same. I don't know, yeah. So uh, the trailer's really short, but it just shows that you could play a mini game within the actual game. It's basically what Final Fantasy fifteen did, where you could have a bunch of other minute, like little stuff to explore and to do. Yeah. Within the overall overworld, so. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a nice touch. It's definitely a little nice touch to the game. Yes. I will say though, there was no date posted to that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Everyone's I'm saying twenty eighteen. I'm saying twenty nineteen. <laughs> so. So. I um. I read this really, really funny post um, a little bit ago from Reddit, and it was like, you know, it feels like after um, Square Enix finishes a world, they post a trailer about it just to show you, hey, like, this game still exists. I mean, sure, we just finished this, but here, take a look at it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when the Monsters Inc. trailer was released. I was like, "Oh, cool, Monsters Inc." <laughs> I wasn't like, "Oh my God, it's Monsters Inc." Then again, I'm not like the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan, but in my mind, I'm like, "Oh, this project is still alive, and they're still making stuff for it." I know, you know? man. Yeah, you know, the longer Kingdom Hearts takes, the more disinterested I'm getting in it. Yeah, I mean, at this point. When it was released, I was like, holy shit, they actually did it. This point, At this point, I'm like, holy shit, when are they going to do it? <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Like, come on, guys. Final oh. Fantasy 15 was released, and now they're like, once Final Fantasy 15 is released, we will work on Kingdom Hearts and get that out the door soon. I'm like, damn. At this point, you know, Final Fantasy was released, like, how long ago? Two years ago? One year I ago? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're still going. I'm like, damn, you guys... uh. You guys need to catch up and stay true to your word or else, uh, you know, people will continue to not really recognize your effort. I know. I'm not really, yeah. Whatever, dude. It's, like, funny whatever. it's funny because the longer it takes, the more I doubt the storyline of Kingdom Hearts. And I realize, huh, what did I like about this game? I don't even yeah, remember anymore. Exactly. You're like questioning everything. Like, I know. Huh. This was a game that I played a long time ago. Yeah, right. Why did I like this? Why did I play this? Yeah. What drew me to it? Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh, you and I have played a lot of games in our lifetime, Elisa, and only a few stand out, you know what I mean? It's crazy, though, because, you know, Kingdom Hearts, the second one specifically, not as much as the first one, but the second one when I played it, that really, like, stood out to me as well, like... Because there was a twist in the beginning, but now it's like I don't even remember what it was anymore. So yeah, like yeah. still doesn't resonate with me anymore. Makes sense. Yeah, it's like you know these Disney worlds are really just a gimmick at this point. If you want to experience Disney worlds, you can just go to a Disney park. <laughs> exactly. Like why waste your time going to a fake one when you could just go to the real one? Yeah, you go to the real one. You can go to the one in Florida, or you can go to the one down south. Southern California, you mean? Yeah. If you're in the United States, Southern California or Florida. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Yeah, so, eh, whatever. In other news, Shenmue 1 and 2 are being re-released on Xbox One, PS4, PC, slash Steam. So, that's kind of cool. So, if it's being re-released, is that a sign that then 3 is coming out in a relatively near future three is in the exact same state as kingdom hearts three it's <laughs> gonna come out yeah it's gonna come out yeah it's gonna come out okay when <laughs> it's gonna come out that's that's the whole conversation <laughs> uh, well i will <laughs> When's say it gonna come out it'll come out <laughs> I, uh, they're 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 in a better position because they're releasing their games for the first time on playstation 4 so like yes. no one who's ever heard of it before is like what the hell's that and then they play it and be shocked, I suppose. So it was announced that the retail retail price for the game is twenty nine ninety nine. For two or for one? For both. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna pick it up. I think I'm gonna play it, Lisa, because it's Yakuza before Yakuza. 
Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that it's the game that started the Yakuza franchise in a way. I wouldn't say start, but Yakuza is definitely inspired by it. Okay. And I believe Toshihiro Nagoshi, the creator of the Yakuza series, has stated that Shenmue is one of his, his inspirations for starting the Yakuza franchise. Yeah. And it, it draws heavily from it. I could definitely see that because um, Shenmue, there's a lot of like little details in Shenmue that um, people probably won't notice or people people growing up didn't understand because it was heavily um, influenced by Japanese culture because you, you play a Japanese guy in this Japanese town and a lot of the stuff you probably didn't understand as a kid because it wasn't culturally the same. So like taking your shoes off in the house or like, you know, uh, drinking tea or searching for sailors or going to the arcade and putting your coins in or st- whatever, you know? Like it's, um, yeah. It's it was just it was just a different game at the time, so I don't know. I think like uh, I think I'll pick it up. What about you? Um, I don't know. We'll see because uh, Valkyria Chronicles uh four is coming out, so I'm so I'm gonna play that towards the end of the year. So I don't know if I'll have time for Shenmue, but maybe I'll play the first one first. Okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, they're. I think it's a bundle. I think you you can only buy it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I was like, wait, why would you? How you can't just buy the first one and play it? <laughs> like, um, if you buy the first one, you're buying the second one too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's only thirty bucks. Well, Yakuza Kiwami is also only thirty bucks, but that's a different story. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Hey, I actually um, I have a question. Sure. So, I have a steel book for Yakuza Kiwami. Okay. And I have it, but I don't need it because I have it on as a digital copy on my PlayStation. Okay. If you don't want it, I'm gonna give it away. I have a steel book. So you do? So, oh yeah, you have a steel book. Okay. Yep. Hey, listeners. You give it away. <laughs> And like I like I'll post this up really soon. Like I'm yeah. like I'm actually totally serious. I uh, if you have a PlayStation 4, I have a steelbook copy. It's unopened of Yakuza Kiwami that I got. And I don't I don't need it because I have the digital copy for it. And I guess like if you're I will post giveaway details soon, but if you're interested, um just stay tuned and it there will be details posted in about a week. Hey, first giveaway. But I also have one requirement, Alisa, if that's okay. Yeah. This person has to join our Discord. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <That'll... laughs> Please. Yeah, that works. Our our small community is growing little by little. Yeah. But it helps to have more community members involved. We want to talk to you directly, like I keep saying. Please join. Join our Discord. Yeah. You can find it at downtime.live. You can find all our information, our Twitter, our Discord how to contact us all at downtime.live yeah and that'll be the first time i mention it and not the last because we're going to mention it at the end of this podcast so for sure but keep yeah listening but yeah I- i'll post details there's going to be a giveaway really soon i can't tell you how i got this because it's going to reveal a lot about my life but <laughs> just oh, you could tell me later <laughs> you don't have to tell them <laughs> i mean long story short i joined this club and you, but if I tell you more, I have to kill you. One of those things. So uh, we're what? just going to leave it at I'm that. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. But okay. Oh. <laughs> Basically. Is it a cult? Is it a cult? <laughs> I mean, we're, I can't speak anymore about it. <laughs> okay, fine. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have this copy. Stay tuned, y'all. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, follow us for more. Uh, the last thing on my list that I want to mention is a little bit of gaming news as well. Yeah, this uh, is this... interesting. Um, you you explain it because I don't know a lot of the story. Sure, at a very high level because I don't want to get too detailed into it, and because mostly because I think it's it's like what the hell. Moreover, than like I'm really I'm not really invested in it. I'm more like wow, I didn't know this is possible. So Billy Mitchell, for those that don't know, is. Or was the highest scoring gamer in Donkey Kong. 
um, and also held another high score in Pac-Man. And he he did so for the longest time, but um, it was found out recently that Twin Galaxies, Twin Galaxies is an organization that tracks gamer scores across the world, I believe across the world, but they were started in the U.S. in 1981, and they track gamer scores, and they found out that Billy Mitchell actually did not attain his score by actually playing the game. But he did play the game, but it wasn't like an arcade machine game. It was an emulator that he used to obtain his score. Oh, so he was, it wasn't like in a, a traditional, um, um, like joystick arcade. It wasn't at an, it wasn't at an arcade cabinet when he used, when he used quarters. Like he actually sat down on his computer is what it sounds like. Used an emulator and got that high score. Okay. So I, I, there's a lot of things that I want to know about this. First, sure. so there's a group, well, that doesn't surprise me. There's a group that checks specifically high scores of arcades. Yes, that, they're called Twin Galaxies. And, like, when I say that out loud, that's really not surprising anymore. But I, I guess... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm. my question is, when did he first set this, quote, record? That's a great question. I don't have a clue. <laughs> because, uh, well, because, like, if he, like, for example, if he just said it, like, a year ago and they validated it now, that would make sense. But, like, if this record was, like, ex- in existence for, like, ten years, and they found out now that it was all a lie, I'd be like, whoa, what the <laughs> Like, this this like, some weird conspiracy. Well, he, he was part of a documentary called The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, and it was in 2007, and it was about um, his attempt to maintain his high score in playing Donkey Kong when um, a new person, a new competitive gamer, was, was threatening that score. So... I believe that he made the high score some time ago. Okay. Um, in the early 2000s, I believe. Sorry, someone has to correct me on oh, that. Oh, so it was a while ago then. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up now. So he held, he set various arcade records throughout the 80s. And he held Donkey Kong's high score from 2000, no, 2000, what am I saying? 1982 to 2000 and from 2004 onward. Um. Yes, yeah, so the documentary was about about Billy Mitchell, um, maintaining his high score, but it turned out he was cheating, or he cheated to get that one of the high scores, and so this is so crazy um, to me. Wow, I know. And then, uh, so Twin Galaxies, the company that uh keeps track of all the gamer scores around the world, they banned him for life, and they scrubbed his records from anything from Donkey Kong to Pac Man to basically everything. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Look, but look at how he looks too. He looks kind of interesting. He has he has a mullet. He's like fifty two. He's got a mullet and a full beard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, did you see a picture of him? No, I mean, sorry, okay. I, I did. I meant no, meaning as like a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not the most attractive looking dude, but I mean, do you have to be attractive to play video games? No, you don't. God, I just. I can't, I can't, be- okay. I don't know what's more surprising to me. The fact that someone cheated on Donkey Kong to get a- the highest record score, or the fact that there is an organization to check high scores specifically for high scores that happen in arcades. Uh, I know, right? It's like, what is the most ridiculous thing about all of this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, what is. I didn't even know Twin Galaxies existed until this whole scandal came out. I'm like, is this really a scandal? Well, I mean, it is, I guess. But, like, first of all, it's the It's an guy... international scandal. Uh, everyone's making a big deal of it. I'm just like, okay, he cheated using emulators. Damn. This is, but... this is the biggest scandal since... This is the biggest scandal since that commie guy from the FBI has been arresting everyone in Donald Trump's organization. <laughs> this is big. Bill this is Cohen? Huh? <laughs> Whatever his name is? Never mind. Commie. Nothing. Commie. Not that guy. Oh, oh, commie. Sorry. I was thinking of his lawyer. Never mind. Oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that is his lawyer's name. But this is bigger than that. This is bigger than everything. I guess for, for our sake, for our purposes, Lisa, yeah, sure. It has everything to do with us. But again... um. It's kind of ridiculous. We're not competitive gamers in any sense, but I find this very entertaining. This is the biggest thing to happen this year. 
No, it's, the year's not even over yet. The year just started. It's it's only Q2. Come on. <laughs> this is an international disaster. Not a disaster. It's not a disaster. <laughs> what are you talking about? This, no. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's not that big of a... Uh, it is a big deal. It's not ba- that bad of a disaster. It's not like a hurricane. Like, he didn't... He didn't do anything but hurt his own pride and hurt the pride of other gamers. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Don't laugh. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Come on. Stop. Okay. I'll stop now. No, you can laugh. It's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So, we're there's still some things developing from this and we will... I'll, I'll try to keep up to date and talk to you guys about it next week or uh, whenever Elisa comes back and I'll update you. Yeah, this is a thing, okay? This is a real thing. Take it with take it with a serious tone, okay? <laughs> real lives are being affected right now. All right, let's not go that far. <laughs> Come on, no one's like in poverty from this. <laughs> Maybe he will be, but you know, I guess he deserved it. <laughs> no, I, you're just going to get your record stripped away, but I'm assuming the money you gained, if you gained anything, is going to stay the same. Yeah, your pride will be gone, but uh, you know, he sounds like you didn't really need any of that anyways yeah yeah oh uh, that's all i got uh it looks like we already talked about the question as well so if there's anything else alisa that you want to mention we can close up shop nope thank you for listening to the 47th episode of downtime podcast have a good night Oh, uh, before that, make sure you go to downtime.live. Oh, yeah, sure sorry, the plug now. Click okay. on contact. I, I, yeah, <laughs> Go that to downtime.live thing. to find our contact deets. Uh, click on the contact thing to send us a direct email, or you can comment on one of our one of our platforms, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, you can give us a shout-out on Twitter. We have a Twitter now. And uh, you can also, uh, yeah, just uh, uh, join our Discord at the very bottom underneath the Twitter section. It says join our community. Click on that. That is will lead you to our discord please 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 join us it's easier if you submit your questions through discord you can also chat with us directly you can voice your opinion you can tell how much you love us you can tell how much you hate us and all that jazz so yeah downtime again downtime.live where you can join our fun little community yeah also one more thing to add uh if you're one of our if you're one of our few um listeners that listen to us on itunes shoot us a review if you enjoy this podcast yes please that would be awesome we would love to hear that we'd love to read it don't forget we're always open to questions so please submit those or comments and we love hearing from you yep and you know uh, if obviously questions don't have to be about games too you can ask anything personal yeah all right so go ahead and now we'll end it out with the 47th episode. Have a good night, y'all. 47, what's up? Peace out, yo.